Hey, it's Tony Bruschi. When you're not listening to this podcast, be sure to check out one of our others, like this one, The Grave Talks. Every week, I talk with individuals who've been affected quite intimately and personally by the supernatural. We hear their stories one-on-one in our conversations. In fact, here's a 15-minute preview of one of this week's two new episodes of The Grave Talks. And if you like it, just search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe. Today on The Grave Talks, how to talk with the dead. Conversation with Beth O'Brien. From the age of four, Beth O'Brien has been seeing and communicating with the paranormal. Although her family dismissed these encounters, Beth knew that she was different. Eventually, she'd grow to learn that no matter where she went, the spirits would follow. This would eventually lead her on a path to understanding her own psychic abilities and how she can help others through her senses. We hear her story today on The Grave Talks. At about age, I was about four years old, and I remember telling my mom that um, I saw my great-grandfather laying on the couch, and I described him, what he was wearing, his color of his hair, and then my mom said, she said, that's impossible. You've never met him. He died before you were born. And I said, well, why is he laying on the couch? You know, so that was my first experience of the paranormal. And then, um, you know, back then at my age, I'm now 55. So back then you didn't talk about anything like that. Growing up Catholic, you didn't, you didn't talk about spirits or the dead. So it was kind of like, you know, poo-pooed under the carpet. So as a child, um, I became afraid of it because no one could explain to me what it was or why I was seeing these things. Then at about age 11, I grew up in Tabernacle, you know, in New Jersey, Tabernacle, New Jersey, with, you know, the Jersey Devil. And it's a, there's a lot of um, Native American burial grounds there. And I was always, like, frightened to, like, go outside at nighttime you know, because uh, the woods out there, the Pine Barrens have some stories. And um, I remember uh, laying on the couch. Once again, I was watching TV. I was a young child. And uh, the back door handle would keep jiggling and jiggling, which, you know, really scared me. So I couldn't explain that. And nobody could explain anything to me about that. So I would always, at nighttime, when it was bedtime, I would always be afraid, like, of the dark. I'm afraid of the dark. Even though I can talk to the dead, I'm afraid of the dark. I always felt like somebody was in my rooms. I felt like there was people watching me. I would hide under the covers. And I had this one experience where I called my father in because at the edge of my bed, I saw a Native American girl standing at the edge of my bed. And I screamed for my dad, and he came running in. And he's like, there's nothing in your room. There's nobody here. And I was like, yes, there is. Yes, there is. So I would always pull the covers over my head and just be afraid. Every night when I would go to bed, I could not fall asleep because I felt like there was something around me. But no one could explain it. You know, it was not a fun time as a child because I couldn't understand what was going on. So then through the years, I... um, Well, I got married young at 21, had kids, and um, I just remember being always being interested in in 
the unknown or what was was what was out there i felt like i never fit into this earth somehow mm -hmm. and i would always be afraid to go past grave sites because believe it or not i when i would look over to i wouldn't look at them because i thought something like i was going to die or something bad was going to happen to me because when i would look over to there there would be like i would get a feeling which now i hang out at cemeteries so go figure that right sure um <laughs> and then you know, as an adult, I knew there was something else out there, you know, and all these shows came on and it became more acceptable, you know, with, you know, with, like I said, with the TV shows and um, stuff like that. So I actually, I found a mentor because um, growing up, I really didn't have, you know, much support um, from family or anything like that. I was, you know, made fun of, I didn't have any friends um all kinds of things that just didn't make sense to me and then i found a mentor who i who said you know really helped me with my self my um self-esteem and my confidence because i had growing up my mom was not nice she would say you never amount to anything you know you know all kinds of things dumb stupid and as you believe it so sure um, why, why would even that same person said, why would you have any gifts? You know, I, I don't know why, but I, I was told I do. I knew there was something, I knew I had something I could just feel, feel, feel it. And I would feel very different mm -hmm. and then raising my kids. And through the years, I guess it was in my thirties, I found a mentor who said, who helped me a lot and said, well, why aren't you doing this? And she's also a paranormal investigator. So she's like, why aren't you doing this? You could, you could do this. You could help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. Um, she taught, was teaching psychic development classes just to bring out my self-esteem and my confidence. And then I, that's when I start to realize, yes, I can, I really do see spirits and I do feel spirits, but I, I just thought that was normal because I felt it all the time, but I didn't know the difference or sure. like why I was feeling that way. Like as a child, when you're going through this, and, and for example, when you saw, is it your grandpa that was on the couch? Uh, yeah, my, my great grandfather. Yeah, yes. your, your great grandfather on the couch, and and you know your mom's not seeing this, but you're pointing this out. Are you realizing that you are that you're seeing a ghost at that moment? I mean, everything is kind of new at that point in time, so it, it's always kind of a weird one to to decipher, especially when the parental figure is like, "Nah, there's nothing there." I thought it was a real person. I really thought I was seeing him. I he had yeah. red hair. I have red hair now. I have red hair, and I'm. He was laying there, his arms, and like I, I really thought he was there because I didn't know the difference. But like you, you were saying, I didn't know the difference between a ghost, a spirit. You know, I just thought it was a person. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I mean, and after that experience, did you in childhood, even though you kind of got poo pooed by your mom, did you? continue to have those sort of experiences did you see other dead people well that was the first time and then i um as far back as i can remember and i don't know if maybe there was a blockage there and then i remember moving when we moved away actually before that i should back up uh before we moved now that you said that before you we moved to tabernacle i lived in clementon new jersey and the house that we were living in I guess it was about nine, eight, nine. Um, a man lived previously shot himself in the house. Mm. 
So I would always feel like, and actually my sister saw a black mist crouching down. And I actually, as a child, got pushed down the basement steps. And I, and I thought, um, wait, and my mom's like, oh, you just fell. But I, the basement, I could not, and in the crawl space, there was something about that. I could not go in there. So I, that was that time um, I experienced something. And I, I'm like, well, I didn't fall. You know, again, you're lying. Yes, you did. I'm like, okay. So, you know, I was like, well, I get, did I fall? I, you know, maybe yeah. I did trip, but it felt like I got pushed. So that house was very evil. And then that was right before, that was about eight, nine years old. And then, um, then when we, moved like i said and then we moved to tabernacle at yeah. the age of 11 and then other things yeah just started happening and, and but, i want to i want to get there but i want to talk more about this house that you call evil uh <laughs> you said a man had had shot himself in the house correct it, but and, we didn't find that out till after we moved sure. out so after the fact so it was after the fact you didn't know what was going on so you, you felt right. like you got pushed um it, in, in your view, when you look back on this, and I'm curious as to what your thoughts are, when someone does something like this and they're driven to that extreme uh, of, of depression where they end their own life and they shoot themselves, in that house, do you feel that it was the spirit of that man that, that took that action? Or is, yes. there, is there, or is there something yeah. that opens up and, and it's just the negativity of it that ends up pulling other things in? Uh, as well um actually it could be both because i know um i not to jump ahead but i'm yeah. also a paranormal investigator yeah. and we do we do private homes and historical places and uh and, as i know doing the work that i do 99.9 percent .9 of the time you create your own negative energy and your own negative entity yeah um so, yeah, so I don't know, but I, I felt like something else did happen at that house, but I was a child, like I said, in the crawl space was very strange to me. I could not, like, go downstairs if you had to get clothes, the washer and dryer was down there, you know, so um, I believe if something else possibly happened in the house besides that, the man that um, took his own life, you know, but again, I was a child and I, you know, n not exactly sure what happened, but I could just feel negativity i could just feel it you know and i think when we were there my mom actually had health issues also um she had a couple seizures when she was there so you know i'm not sure you know exactly what was going on at the time but later on in life i that's probably what happened some some more activity was in the, in the house that we don't know about sure it's, it's interesting when you said 99 percent of the time you create your own negative energy and entities Tell me more about what yes. you mean by that. Well, um, human spirits, because I'm the, a psychic medium, human spirits, you have to coincide with. You can't make them leave. They have free will. You have to just, you know, like I said, coincide with them. So you just ask them not to bother you. You know, can I sleep? You know, because they'll come to me at nighttime. And I'm, I said, well, just send me sleep and I'll talk to you in the morning. Uh, negative energies. I've had assisted in an exorcism also. Um, it is real. And it has to do with a lot with what's going on in your life, the way you're living your life. Some people invite the negative stuff in and don't want to get rid of it. But negative stuff have to abide by rules. And you, but you have to want it gone. And sometimes you're in so deeper that it's hard to get rid of. So it's sometimes it 
you don't get rid of it and then you just live your life like that um you always have that black cloud over you lingering even after exorcisms just waiting to get in if you don't keep that guard up when it comes to something like that because there's obviously a lot of evil in this world people that you could consider evil i mean just look at the the headlines yeah of of what what people are are capable of how often you know is it out there when, when you're encountering something that's negative that it is truly something evil and when i say evil i'm saying like demonic something that didn't walk the earth versus someone who did walk the earth was an absolute deplorable human being uh in their lifetime and still continues to be like that in death. Yeah, I mean, I, that's very few in between. I personally have not come across something demonic. And I've been doing paranormal investigations for 10 years. Um, negative and negative energy, yeah. Um, you find out, you know, the person may be doing drugs or just not living their fullest life. Um I, I truly believe that it also has to do with your protection and your belief system, and you have to like truly believe in it. Uh, crosses, metals, oils, uh, crystals—none um, of them—they don't work unless you truly believe in it. And and so far, my faith has kept me um, kept me like that—that that I have not come in contact with something that far or that that evil. Um, I I'm also an ordained minister, also. So, uh, y- yeah, it's, um, I try not to go there. I know it's there. I try to live my life the best way I can. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting topic. And I, I think that it's always going to be there, you know, cause I think we're not supposed to have all the answers either. Hope you enjoyed this 15 minute preview of one of this week's two brand new episodes of the grave talks. To hear the rest and get new episodes every Monday and Tuesday right in your podcast feed, search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe or visit thegravetalks.com.